Hey everyone and welcome to Games Are Fun, the weekly video game podcast show hosted by myself, Luke Armstrong. Games Are Fun is a podcast that is devoted to talking about video game news stories and highlights. Each week, Tuesday, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, you can catch the podcast. Uh, I like to focus on recent news and announcements that happened within the last week, um, but from time to time I also share kind of gaming stories with you guys, uh, personal gaming stories, what games I'm playing, um, some of the experiences from the games I've been playing. That's what Games Are Fun is all about. So if this is your first time, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking the time to check out. And of course, if this isn't your first time and you're coming back for another episode, thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. Uh, it's I say it every week, but every little bit of support that the show gets really helps me in trying to expand it and grow it. Um, so thank you very much for that. What's happened on today's episode? Well, you probably can guess it if you're kind of up to date on gaming news, but we just had a Nintendo Direct that had a ton of announcements uh, for the Nintendo Switch as well as Nintendo Online platform. Those were kind of the two primary focuses. There were some 3DS uh, announcements as well. I shouldn't <laughs> shy the... the shy away from the 3DS news, but obviously the big one was talking about Nintendo Switch Online, the the paid service that's going to be coming out, uh, I guess then the day of this recording. Uh, yeah, so the, basically when this episode releases, September 18th, that's the planned release date for Nintendo Switch Online. So don't know the details of when it goes live, but uh, I'll get into all of that. Um, that was the focus of the Nintendo Switch, so I'm going to take the episode to talk about all the announcements that we saw and give you guys my thoughts and impressions on what I witnessed. Uh, there were some really cool surprises and announcements in that Direct that I did not expect, um, and there were some that uh, I was hoping to see that unfortunately I didn't get to see, but nonetheless, it was a Direct. We got some really big surprises and some really cool news. So I'm going to share all that with you guys on the show today. And then to end off the show, I thought it'd be interesting to kind of do a segment where I talk about games that I would like to see on the Nintendo Switch platform. This is nothing new. This isn't some original idea. Since the Switch has launched, there have been multiple people who have done lots of lists and blogs and videos online of games they would like to see on the Switch, but I haven't done that personally. So for you guys, my listeners, I thought it'd be cool to interact with you guys and share what I would like to see on the Nintendo Switch. Um, I'm going to also try to plug the Switch as much as I can. Unfortunately, uh, in my real world uh, with my close friends and family, a lot of them, in fact, none of them that I know own a Nintendo Switch. Um, so I'm going to kind of be talking about the benefits as to why you should jump on and get a Nintendo Switch. Um, or at least highly consider looking at saving up for one. So that's what the show looks like this week. Um, yeah, we'll go from there. Uh, to start off the show, obviously we got housekeeping for you. Uh, I've been plugging this every week and I'm going to continue to plug it um, because, you know, I've got to plug the stuff that I'm doing. Um, so in relation to this podcast, I've also started a Twitch channel that is devoted uh, it's under the Games Are Fun title, and I've been live streaming over on twitch.tv slash gamesarefunpodcast. Um, I've been streaming Spider-Man lately, because that's obviously the game that I have been playing the most, and so I've streamed that a couple times, but I'm also hoping to stream 
continue streaming Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. I also have a ton of ideas for future streams. So if that is something that you would be interested in, go over to twitch.tv and give me a follow or check out the stream if you're interested in. Uh, thanks to everyone who has already done that uh, and giving me the support on that platform it really, really helps. Um, next to that, uh, September's Community Games Are Fun Play. Uh, of course, that is a new thing that I'm trying to do. And basically, each month I'm going to devote a platform and a game. And I'm going to basically play that game with you guys, the community, the listeners. Last month we did No Man's Sky. Uh, we played that new Next update that came, the multiplayer update. And so we did a live stream of that. I played it um, a bit for the day and then jumped in with some of you guys and streamed it live on Twitch. So that is happening and for September. Uh, September's game is Fortnite. Um, actually, I had a lot of interest from my nephew, obviously, who's a big Fortnite fan. I like Fortnite. Um, don't necessarily play it as much as I did when it first were released. But uh, yeah, September 20th, I'm going to be streaming Fortnite. Um, if you head over to my Facebook page, Games Are Fun. That's where you're going to find details of when I'm going live and everything like that. If you're interested in joining in and squatting up and wanting to be a part of that uh, for the live stream on Twitch, make sure you let me know so that we can uh, get you in a party and, and squat up for a game of Fortnite. Um, yeah, so I hope to see some of you guys out there and maybe pop into the chat and interact on there. That would be really cool. Um, other than that, that pretty much sums it up for housekeeping. I did want to quickly mention that I have some plans for future episodes that um, feature a guest, so not just myself. I know that I've been kind of talking about that for a while, but I've actually set up plans to get a guest on the show. I'm not going to say everything yet because... Uh, nothing's set in stone uh there's not i don't know how to have an exact date of when it's happening but there are going to be future episodes where i'm going to have uh, some of my friends on the show talking about some different um very specific topics for the show so i'm really excited to that um so yeah that's basically it so let's get on to the main focus of the show and that is talking about nintendo uh the nintendo direct that happened last thursday so Boy, uh, there were some really awesome uh, announcements. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with uh, Nintendo and how they do things, Nintendo has this approach that they've done for a while where they basically live stream uh, what's called the Nintendo Direct. And the Nintendo Direct is a live stream that basically highlights announcements, whether it's announcing full new games that we've never even heard about or give updates on existing games. Sometimes they announce DLC through that, um, or give any other kind of platform-specific related material. Um, we don't necessarily see that from uh, PlayStation and Xbox. I, I know that they do have some sort of things where they uh, do have live streams or do have uh, shows that they put online to make some major announcements, but Nintendo is known for doing this. Uh, sometimes in the past they've had game-specific uh, Nintendo Directs. So just, I think it was last month, we had a Super Smash Brothers Nintendo Direct. So it was themed just around Super Smash Brothers. And yeah, so this one was just a general Direct with lots of news. We kind of had 
an idea that they're going to be focusing on the Nintendo Online features, which I'll get into in a little bit. But um, I just wanted to take the time of kind of saying that I really enjoy Nintendo Directs. Um, it's a way of receiving announcements and news from Nintendo throughout the, the entire year, right? If we look at major big announcements on games, a lot of the times they happen at things like Gamescom or E3 or uh, PlayStation, PSX, uh, maybe the Game Awards. It's those bigger shows and bigger expos and bigger uh, cons that conferences that we get to see announcements. But Nintendo gives us announcements throughout the year and it's really easy to do so because they basically just pre-record and uh, create a video that highlights all the news that they want to share with us and um, yeah it's a really awesome way of getting some cool gaming announcements out to us uh, right away right so that's really cool so um, I'm pulling I'm using IGN's article uh, by Andrew Goldfarb as my reference um, I watched it not live I was unable to watch the live as live direct but I did watch it uh, a couple hours afterwards. So I watched it myself, got all the information, um, but I'm just using this IGN article as a kind of a, a platform to highlight what exactly was uh, the main focus from the high, uh, the from the direct, excuse me. So um, Andrew Goldfarb, after a week long delay, Nintendo revealed its September Direct today, featuring a slew of new announcements for Switch and 3DS, ranging from brand new announcements to new details about games we already knew about. So here are the big ones. Um, so this isn't in the, well, let me start off by saying uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 was announced for the Nintendo Switch. So we, uh, Luigi Mansion is obviously a game that first came to the GameCube uh, back in the day and a sequel for Luigi's Mansion uh, actually came out on the 3DS um, so a sequel to that game and it was actually really well received there's a lot of people that really enjoyed uh, Luigi's I think it was Dark Moon if I'm not mistaken um, so Basically, uh, I am somebody who has never played a Luigi's Mansion game, but I have watched uh, gameplay and I know a little bit about the games. So it's kind of a, it's kind of controversial in the sense that when Luigi's Mansion was a a console launch exclusive, um, when the GameCube came out, it was one of the games that was also released at the same time. And the reason why people weren't necessarily disappointed with it because of the fact that um, it was a bad game, it was more because they were expecting to have, you know, a Mario game or a Zelda game paired up with that GameCube on launch. And so when they received Luigi's Mansion, you can expect that people's first reaction was like, what? I'm looking for, you know, Super Mario or, um, or Zelda, like I mentioned. So... Uh, I can get why people were taken back from it, but, you know, they they missed out on, like myself, I missed out on experiencing what Luigi's Mansion had to offer. But nonetheless, Luigi's Mansion is a series that has quite a, quite a big following. And so a while back, we actually heard that uh, because Luigi's Mansion, the sequel, Dark, I, I don't want to, geez, this is the, I should look it up, but I believe it's Dark Moon. Um, 
forgive me if I'm wrong on that. So Luigi's Dark Moon, the sequel to Luigi's Mansion uh, on Nintendo 3DS, they announced a while back that Luigi's Mansion, the original for GameCube was being remastered and headed to the 3DS. So you're gonna have both Luigi's Mansions on 3DS. Well, to start off the Nintendo Direct, they gave us a trailer for a Luigi's Mansion 3. It was an announcement trailer that uh, shows a new Luigi's Mansion game uh, sequel coming to Nintendo Switch in 2019. So that's really awesome. Uh, a lot of people were actually a little disappointed that when Luigi's Mansion got announced for 3DS, that it wasn't also announced for Nintendo Switch. They're like, the Switch was out at that point. Um, they're like, hey, that's great that you're bringing back Luigi's Mansion, but I mean, give it to us on Switch, of course, not 3DS. I mean, there's lots of people that have 3DS, but it would be sweet to get it on a platform like the Switch. And so it's cool that they're trying to go in the direction of like, okay, not only we're we giving you Luigi's Mansion, we're giving you a brand new Luigi's Mansion game on the Switch. Um, so what I'm hoping that follows up from this is we're also going to see uh, Luigi's Mansion 1 and 2 come to the Switch at some point. Um, I think it makes sense. I think they'll probably port those over to Switch at some point. Um, they'll probably be like a digital only release kind of thing. Um, and it'll probably be a pretty low key announcement and, and release on those. But that'd be great. Like for someone like me who never experienced Luigi Mansion, um, I have a Switch. It's a series that, I mean, I would really like to check out. And so, uh, so yeah, I, I, I would expect them to, at some point, release all the Luigi, Luigi Mansion games on Nintendo Switch. So that was really, really big news. Um, what else do we got? Uh, let's talk about... So uh, another big highlight from the show was uh, Final Fantasy. So if you like Final Fantasy and you have a Nintendo Switch, then you, my friend, are in luck because there are a ton of Final Fantasy games coming to the Nintendo Switch. Um, so Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is a game uh, from the GameCube era that is making its way to Switch, as well as Final Fantasy XV Pocket Edition HD is also coming to Nintendo Switch. And those were revealed uh, last week. So that wasn't new, but they highlighted them, of course, during the direct. Um, but we even got a, a further announcement that more Final Fantasy games are going to come to Nintendo Switch. So we're going to be seeing Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 9. I don't know, I guess 8 is just for whatever reason not coming, but we got Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 9. Final Fantasy X and X-2 HD, as well as Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age. So, uh, and sorry, also um, a new version of World of Final Fantasy and a Chocobo Mystery Dungeon game. So, that's wicked. I mean, I'm not a huge Final Fantasy fan. Um, my older sister is actually the Final Fantasy fan. She played... Um, some Final Fantasy entries. I know she really liked Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy X-2. Um, I played the last Final Fantasy game, of course, I played was Final Fantasy XV, and I really enjoyed it. Um, but there's, you know, I haven't experienced some of the Final Fantasy games because it's a series that, again, just like Luigi's Mansion, I never really uh, got around to getting into. So 
I'm really excited that it's coming on Switch. And like, I know that I can play these games on other platforms. They're available for me on there. But the thing is, is this is great. The Switch adds that portability aspect to it. I can play this, you know, on the go. If I'm traveling, if I am, you know, just wanting to go lie in bed with my Switch and not be in the living room where my PS4 and Xbox are, uh, the Switch has that portability aspect to it. So, you know, why would I get it for my PlayStation 4 where I'm restricted to my living room where I could have it on my Switch and have it uh, access to it whenever I want. So I'm really excited that uh, these final, I'm definitely going to be checking out. Um, I'm probably gonna slowly try to check out all these Final Fantasy games because me as somebody who is very much into video games and knows a lot about video games, Final Fantasy is a very well-known series that I don't know a lot about and you know conversation about Final Fantasy is going to continue on and so if I I need to educate myself in Final Fantasy so if you're a Final Fantasy fan this is great news um that's really awesome I was really interested in checking out Final Fantasy 12 the Zodiac Age which was a, a kind of a remaster for that game for current gen consoles um but now I'm glad I weighed it out because now I'll be able to get it on Nintendo Switch so that's really cool uh, another game announced was Yoshi's Crafted World. Um, got a full reveal. So uh, the week that, so the Nintendo Direct was actually postponed. Um, Japan's obviously facing quite a few natural disasters over in that part of the world. And they were experiencing uh, a pretty bad earthquake at the time. Um, obviously they had the typhoons going on as well. And they decided, rightfully so, to delay the Nintendo Direct um, because of what was going on in Japan. Obviously, you know, it's pre-recorded, but it, it wouldn't have been appropriate to, you know, air that while, you know, there's uh, a crisis, a, a national emergency going on in that country, Japan. And, you know, there's, there's families and people that are, you know, have that as a much higher priority than worrying about some video game announcements. Video games are not the most important thing in the world. Um, so yeah, I I saw people complaining about that online and I was honestly very shocked to see that. Um, I mean, we waited a, wait, a week and we were all fine, right? Um, we were all fine. Think of the people going through what they're going through in Japan, right? Video games are not the most important thing in the world. Um, they're secondary, uh, they're a, a pastime, a, a, a hobby, right? Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm glad that Nintendo made the right decision to, to delay the Direct. So um, because it was delayed, of course, certain things are sometimes put in place to show up on other parts of the, the internet uh, following announcements. So Yoshi's Crafted World is the name of the new Yoshi game coming to Nintendo Switch. Um, and it was actually leaked ahead of time because it was posted on the Nintendo website, I believe, and to, to come up right after the Direct aired. But because the Direct didn't air, we never got an official announcement of it. And of course, people over on Reddit found it and posted it on Reddit and shared that uh, at least the name revealed. There was no trailer, but we knew what the game was called. So we got a new trailer for that. Uh, I The only familiarity I have with Yoshi games is Yoshi on Nintendo 64, Yoshi Story. Um, I mean, it's a 2D platformer game. I really liked the Yoshi game on Nintendo 64, 
but because I haven't really been a Nintendo console owner for such a long time, I have not experienced many Yoshi games as I have not experienced many other Nintendo uh, IPs. But this game looks really cool. What they highlighted in it is that, first of all, the art style is very cool. It's all crafty, um, arts and crafts style kind of, um, this kind of crafty, well, it's called Crafted World. So you can expect that it's uh, focused on arts and crafts and that kind of stuff. So the the art for it is quite cool in the, in the environment. Um, but another thing that they mentioned in the trailer is that, uh, so traditionally 2D platformers, you always go left to right. Um, a lot of these 2D platformers are also created in a way that you don't have to, there's, it makes it hard for you to go backwards. There are some that uh, you can kind of go in the other direction, but um, Yoshi's Crafted World is basically gonna have the mechanic of playing through a level and then playing through that level completely backwards. And so I think that's a bit of a challenge because like I mentioned, with having them in mind that most games are developed moving your character left to right in a 2D platformer, um, you have to also think and reverse it of what that world will then look like uh, from the other perspective. If you you know turned 180 degrees to go the other way, um, and make it still fun, it, the challenge is making the environments um, accessible to go backwards in. Um, so that's really cool. Um, like in the trailer, it was kind of cool because like the clouds are like cut up of like cardboard, right? And they're on like string. And then you turn around and you're going backwards in the map and you see like the string like taped to the back of the cloud and like um, the it's like brown cardboard, but cut. you can see the silhouette of the cloud. But uh, it's just kind of cool because like that's what it would look like on the other opposite side of of that environment. So I, I this kind of, it's cool. I think they're challenging themselves by adding that uh, aspect into it. And I think it will pay off. I think a lot of people playing the game will really appreciate that they've added in that extra layer of, um, you know, extra layer of playing, playing the game backwards. So that's really cool. Uh, another announcement was new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Um, I kind of talked about this, I think a couple episodes ago, there was speculation that there was a new Super Mario Brothers game or at least a port of the the Wii U version of the game coming to Nintendo Switch. So uh, that rumor was indeed true, and we got an official announcement for that game. Um, it's also going to include Luigi U, uh, the, kind of the DLC that came out um, with uh, after New Super Mario's Wii U did. And so they highlighted and said that there's going to be 164 courses, which is really awesome, and uh, new playable characters, Nabbit and Toadette. Uh, and Toadette can also turn into uh, some, I can't, I'm blanking on the name here, but it, uh, a Princess peach et or something like that. Um, go watch the trailer and you'll, you'll understand what I'm saying by that. Um, yeah, this is sweet. I have new Super Mario Brothers for the Wii, the original Wii. Never experienced the Wii U version, but it's a really, really fun game. Um, as somebody who grew up in video games once they had reached the 3D generation, um, I missed out on a lot of 2D platformers when I was younger. Of course, I played quite a few of them since then, and I really like 2D platformers, but um, I didn't get to experience uh, those kinds of games. And so when they brought 
that style of Mario game back to a, a newer generation. Um, that was really cool. And what really adds to it is the fact that you can play the game cooperatively, cooperatively with your friends. And it's really fun. Um, it's one thing to play by yourself, but adding someone else and it makes it extremely fun. So do not sleep on this game. If you are uh, even just a little bit interested, go for it. This is a game that you want to get for your Switch. Um, and especially if you have like uh, friends to play it with or family members. So that's really cool. Uh, another announcement is Katamari Damacy on Switch. Uh, so we got a remaster, of course, of Katamari, Katamari Damacy um, coming out on Nintendo Switch. And it's scheduled to come out on winter 2018. So Katamari Damacy is, of course, a game that came out originally on the PlayStation 2. If you're not familiar with Katamari series, um, basically, how can I explain this? You basically uh, roll up a ball of just stuff in the environment, like just random stuff, uh, like junk, and you roll it up into a ball and the ball shoots out and basically becomes a star in the universe. It's really, I don't know too much about it to explain it in great detail, but it's a kind of, it's more of the mechanics of the game that make it interesting, not necessarily the, the story behind it. Um, maybe I'm wrong on that. Uh, I'm sure some people would argue with me, but, uh, yeah, this is cool. Um, I've only played Katamari at Friend's House. And of course, there's a Katamari uh, mobile game that I've played on my Android phone. And this is cool because this is like a game that I've, has always intrigued me. The mechanics is really cool. Um, so yeah, I'm totally down to seeing uh, a remake of a, one of probably the best Katamari game in the series making its way to Switch. That's a really cool surprise announcement that I don't think really anyone expected. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely down for that. Um, another cool announcement that um, I find interesting is there's some tabletop games coming to Nintendo Switch. Um, so, oh man, I'm gonna butcher this, but Asmodee Digital, I think that's how you pronounce it, revealed uh, a bunch of tabletop games that are coming to Nintendo Switch. So Carcassonne, oh, I'm gonna butcher this as well. Carcassonne, Carcassonne I think. The Lord of the Rings living card game and Pandemic, all, of course, board tabletop board games are making their way to Nintendo Switch. So you're going to be able to play these board games um, digitally on your Switch, which is really cool. The cool thing about playing board games on a, like as a video game, um, is the fact that you don't have to like worry about setting up the game and cleaning up the pieces afterwards. Sometimes, like I know this is like first world problems here, but uh, that's kind of what, for at least me, that makes it kind of annoying is setting up tabletop games, especially ones that have a lot of pieces involved in it can take a lot of time. And it's cool that you'll be able to just go on your Switch, pull up these games and be able to play them. Um, so I'm hoping, I'm probably assuming that they're going to have some sort of online capability with, with them. So being able to play these games with people online, which, uh, would make sense, um, that would be really cool. Uh, games based on Catan and Munchkin. Munchkin, very, 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 very fun board game. It's a card game. Um, we're also teased, uh, but there was no like footage or any real announcement on that. Um, so yeah, that was really, really sweet. Um, really excited for Munchkin when it comes onto Switch. Um, so yeah, that's, that's awesome. Uh, we got an announcement for a new game 
from the developer Game Freak. So Game Freak is known for developing, obviously, Pokemon, the Pokemon series. Um, so they revealed a brand new IP uh, titled Town. Uh, in, in parentheses, they have that as a working title. So that's not necessarily the title that's gonna be on the game at release, but so far right now, it's called Town. And so it's basically a turn-based RPG game. We got uh, just a, a short teaser trailer uh, about this game. It takes place in uh, one single town, hence the name. Um, and yeah, basically the article on IGN says, Towns people can be summoned to join you battle and you're basically battling monsters. So it's like uh, very similar to a Pokemon game in the sense that it's a turn-based RPG. Um, you're battling monsters. Um, but nonetheless, I would definitely take the time. If you are at all a fan of Pokemon or turn-based RPG games, definitely go and watch a trailer for this game. Um, the visuals of it is what really intrigued me. It looks really cool. It looks like a really cool game. Um, the um, We don't obviously know too much of, about it just from that quick trailer, but obviously they can definitely show off the visuals of it, and that's what uh, pulled me in. And what is really cool is obviously it's from a developer who generally focuses all its time on one IP and a very big IP, Pokemon. Pokemon is obviously one of the best turn-based RPG games uh, there ever was. And so you know that they get, this game is going to be good. It's going to be a good quality game. Uh, I'm really excited. I love announcements like this where we get an announcement for a game that we knew absolutely nothing about. It was a complete surprise, brand new IP. That's what really gets me excited is those games um, that we didn't, that are new, um, that there is mystery around them. Um, don't get me wrong, I love sequels, I love remasters, but there's something awesome about getting some fresh new ideas uh, for video games. So I'm really excited to see what town looks like. Um, I'm also happy to see that the Switch is continuing to get, you know, new IPs. Like if we look back at Octopath Traveler, that was a JRPG game that came to Switch that was a brand new, uh, brand new IP. And so it's cool to see that we're continuing to get more of that. Um, this just proves also that no, the Switch is not just a port machine. Yes, there are a lot of games ported over to Switch, but we are continuing to get brand new IPs and console exclusives as well. Um, seven Capcom classic games are coming to Switch. And these will be released actually on the day you're listening to this episode, maybe the day that is released at least, September 18th. We're getting a bunch of Capcom beat 'em up games. Uh, it's titled Capcom Beat 'em Up Bundle. So the bundle includes seven classic fighters Final Fight, Captain Commando, The King of Dragons, Knights of the Round, Warriors of Fate, Armored Warriors, and Battle Circuit. Um, I believe a couple of those were uh, arcade exclusives. Um, you could only play them on arcade cabinets. But um, they all look the same, uh, but they're cool arcade beat em up games. Like, uh, yeah, if you're interested in it at all, uh, go check out the trailer yourself. Um, I love playing these games in the arcade. Um, so the fact that they have a bundle with a bunch of them, I actually, depending on the price, I might actually pick this up. So that's really cool. Uh, Civilization six on switch gets its first trailer. Um, so again, we got a reveal for Civ six. Uh, before the direct, but we finally got its official announcement and the video tease didn't really show much about it, uh, but it's probably just going to be a port over of Civ 6 onto Nintendo Switch. Um, 
it has a November 16 release date, so you don't actually have to wait too long. So if you like those, uh, if you like Civilization games, I mean, this is going to be awesome. You're going to be able to play it on your Switch wherever you go. Um, this is great. City Skylines, another game that is coming over to Switch. It's actually available right now on Switch. It went on the eShop right as uh, it was announced, so that was really cool. City Skylines, my girlfriend obsessed with it. She has like almost 200 hours on, on logged in on Xbox One. Um, but it's basically SimCity. Uh, so if you really love SimCity, uh, City Skylines is a game you definitely want to check out. Um, so yeah, that uh, Switch version includes the DLC After Dark as well as Snowfall. And so it's available right now, as I had mentioned. Um, what else we got? What else do I want to talk about for me? Okay, we'll, we'll get to this announcement and then we'll talk about Nintendo Switch Online because there's more that I can talk about with that. So at the end of the, the Direct, they uh, basically pulled up Isabel from Animal Crossing. And you're watching and I'm sure a lot of people were like, hell yeah, we're getting an Animal Crossing for the Nintendo Switch. Um, and they're watching it and what ends up happening is Isabel, like I mentioned, Animal Crossing character, was announced as a fighter in Smash Brothers. So uh, it looked as if it was a Nintendo Switch game, but uh, they, they posed it as that to begin with. And then they showed that she was going to be a playable fighter in Super Smash Bros. So got a trailer for Isabel and uh, it featured some Animal Crossing inspired attacks like a fishing rod and bucket and also featured plenty of adorable posing from the universe's best political pup. Um, so I'm sure that like people who really like Animal Crossing have been waiting for an Animal Crossing announcement saw that and then when they saw it was for smash brothers they were immediately defeated um but wait then tom nook came on the screen of course tom nook everybody's least favorite character on animal crossing he pull, pulls up on the screen and uh there's this basically teaser where tom nook's kind of talking and all of a sudden boom animal crossing 2019 for nintendo switch so it's just, it was just a title card shown, but it was it was kind of funny because they like trolled the audience of like, here's Animal Crossing, got everybody to say, oh, never mind. It's just a character announced for Smash Brothers. And they're like, bam, JK, we got, don't worry, we got Animal Crossing coming to Nintendo Switch. Uh, so that's awesome to see that Animal Crossing has finally officially been announced for the Nintendo Switch. Um, now, I hate to say it, I hate to say it like a broken record. I've already said it a couple times on the show, but because I didn't have... A lot of consoles growing up, uh, Nintendo consoles growing up, that is, I never got to experience Animal Crossing. So my friend had Animal Crossing for the GameCube, and I remember going over to their house just so I could play Animal Crossing. Uh, Animal Crossing is like a simulation game where you live in this village with all these other humanoid animals. Um, you're a villager, you have your own house, you can decorate the own way, you do different chores, you kind of live your life. The cool thing about Animal Crossing is that it has like an in-game, its in-game clock is the same as the real world. So uh, basically, you know, if you didn't play your game for a week, uh, you know, you could have gotten some mail in that week in your mailbox. So you'd load up your game and time has passed and like the, the community does things while, uh, while you're away from the game and uh, it even adds up to like the season so like 
if you logged into the game and played Animal Crossing on December 25th, it would be Christmas Day in the game. So that's what the coolest aspect in my eyes of Animal Crossing. Um, we have seen some other entries to the Animal Crossing series. We saw one on the Nintendo DS as well as New Leaf on Nintendo 3DS. And then we also got a, uh, a mobile version of Animal Crossing on iOS and Android. I gave that a little bit of a shot, um, but I'm not really big into mobile games, so I couldn't really play too much of it. But yeah, this is sweet that now it's gonna be on Nintendo Switch. I am definitely going to buy this game. Animal Crossing is a game that I've wanted to experience for so long, and so I'm really pumped, and I'm sure a lot of diehard fans are really excited to finally have Animal Crossing on their Switch. So that was kind of the uh the encore of the show um they came out and pulled that reveal on all of us and it got a lot of people excited so um yeah that's uh that's really really cool and now moving over to another focus uh nintendo's paid online subscription service so they talked about it in the direct um, I'm going to be pulling some of this information again from an IGN article this time by Chris Reed. He highlighted uh, all the things that we know about Nintendo Online. Um, so before uh, Nintendo Online was announced, basically uh, you could play online games with your friends for free. But we knew that uh, Nintendo had announced a way back ago that there was going to be a paid subscription service called Nintendo Online that would be coming to the platform and that it would offer more than just online playing. Um, there was gonna actually be other parts to the paid subscription service as well included. So uh, some of the things we actually knew before the Direct, but the Direct highlighted the big one. So I'm gonna be going over that in a bit. Um, first I'll say, so yeah, Nintendo first announced a paid online service for Switch in January, 2017. Um, We've been waiting for a while, but it's finally here. It's coming out on September 18th. Um, it's called Nintendo Switch Online. And basically there's going to be a seven day free trial available uh, when it launches. So you can check it out for seven days. And if you're interested, um, you can then pay for it. So this is US dollars, of course. Uh, so my fellow Canadian friends just basically add more money onto it and that's what you'll have to pay. So uh, four US dollars for one month of the subscription service, $8 for three months and $20 for a year. So I mean, in comparison to its competitors like PlayStation 4, so PSN or Xbox Live Gold subscription, it's substantially cheaper. I mean, you're paying, at least in Canadians, like 65 whatever bucks a year for those other services. Um, that being said, I think those other services offer more currently um, than what Nintendo Switch Online has to offer. And so that you're actually getting what you pay for on those platforms. Um, but that being said, Switch does have some other stuff that uh, is going to be paired with it. Um, so uh, the big thing is obviously you're going to be able to play online multiplayer games with your friends. So if you do not have Nintendo Switch Online, the paid subscription service, you won't be able to play online multiplayer games anymore. Um, and so that kind of sucks for people, like the casual gamers that might not know this news. 
as somebody who has paid for online subscription services for my Xbox Live account since 2007 or whatever, uh, I'm very familiar with having to pay for for live uh, multiplayer, but um, for kids or people that might not be aware of this, uh, may be taken back that they now have to pay for something that they already had. It always sucks when it is released post uh, launch of a console or a service um, like online gaming. Um, so I get that, but at the same time, that's just the world we live in right now. Uh, so you're gonna be able to play online games, but that's not all you get. You also get um, uh, cloud saves. So cloud saves are something that are very important, and I think they're very important to have on the Nintendo Switch. So the Nintendo Switch, uh, basically all your games when you save them, saved onto the the hard drive onto the Switch. So if your Switch ever crapped out and needed to be factory reset or sent back in to be fixed, um, you would lose all your save data. So I heard horror stories of people who have lost all their saves for, you know, Super Mario Odyssey or for uh, Breath of the Wild. They lost all that progress that they had made in the game. Um, and so that created a big issue, obviously, for them, um, for those people that had to go through that. Um, and of course, the solution to that is cloud saves. Cloud saves are something we have on Xbox. We have them on PlayStation. Um, people are like, well, why should we have to pay for cloud saves? I mean, shouldn't that just be accessible to everybody, whether they have a subscription service or not? And to those, they say, well, you know, PlayStation takes a similar stance. You have cloud saves on your PlayStation, but only if you're a PlayStation uh, network subscriber, you can have those cloud saves. But I'm just glad that we finally do have cloud saves so that I can log into my account on another Switch and pull up my cloud saves if I have the game with me or if it's downloaded on the Switch. It's really great. And also makes me feel a little bit better that I won't have to worry about, um, you know, if my Switch broke and I had to send it in, I still have my saves backed up in the cloud. The important thing is though, is Nintendo has said that uh, you need to continue your online membership in order to uh, keep those saved datas. If you all of a sudden stop subscribing to Nintendo Switch Online, those saved datas on the cloud are gonna be erased. Um, so that's really important to know. Um, kind of evil in the sense that they've got you hooked now, but um, I don't know, maybe they'll, they'll change that in the future. Um, who knows, They're, I'm sure they could uh, hopefully communicate on what that looks like a little bit better. Like for example, PlayStation, I think if I stopped subscribing from PlayStation and my cloud saves are still there for like six months or whatever. So it's not like the day after I stop subscribing, they're going to be erased. Um, I hope Nintendo switch has a similar stance on that. Um, so yeah, that's the big one. Uh, the other thing to note is that not all Nintendo switch games are going to be supported for cloud saves. Um, for example, Nintendo says the feature will be disabled for Splatoon 2 to ensure backup saves aren't used to unfairly affect online multiplayer rankings. Um, they also announced it that the new Let's Go Pokemon, uh, Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee are not going to be supporting cloud saves. And that's, I, I think, to stop people from essentially catching a Pokemon, saving the game in the cloud, and then trading that Pokemon uh, for a different Pokemon and then reloading your save to to pull other Pokemon. That's kind of one speculation as to why that game wouldn't support it. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm just glad they're there, honestly. So that's really, really good. Um, the big, big announcement is that 
there are going to be classic games that are going to be included in this paid service. So there's going to be a compilation of classic games with added online play. Excuse me, with online play added to every classic game, players can compete or cooperate online with friends, share their screen, or pass the controller depending on the game. The Nintendo Switch online smartphone app also enables voice chat during these classic play sessions. Um, IGN asked in June if Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64 games might also be included in the subscription. A spokesperson for Nintendo said Super NES games continue to be under consideration, but we have nothing further to announce at this time. So, yeah, as it stands right now, the service is going to launch with 20 NES games. Those NES games are Soccer, Tennis, Donkey Kong, Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, Balloon Fight, Ice Climber, Dr. Mario, The Legend of Zelda, Super Mario Brothers 3, Double Dragon, River City Ransom, Ghosts and Goblins, Tecmo Bowl, Gradius, Pro Wrestling, Excite Bike, Yoshi, Ice Hockey, and Baseball. Um, they also announced that uh, the NES library is going to be added by three new NES games each month for the rest of 2018. So in October, we got Solomon's Key, NES Open Tournament Golf, and Super Dodgeball. In November, we have Metroid, Mighty Bomb Jack, and Twin Bee. In, and in December, we have Wario's Woods, Ninja Gaiden, and Adventures of Lolo. So uh, already they're going, they've announced that they're going to announce games uh, in the future. They have just posted, as I mentioned, till the end of 2018, but you can expect going into 2019 that they'll add uh, either more NES games or hopefully some SNES games as well. Um, I just want, of course, uh, some more Zelda games from the, those times as well. That would be really great. Um, but yeah, this is cool. I mean, this is their way of handling the virtual console. Um, the virtual console was great because it was this console that you could have on your Wii and you could go and buy these old NES games, SNES games, uh, you know, Nintendo 64 games even. It was a platform that allowed people to access these games. And why that's really important is a lot of these games, like who, how many people have an NES still, right? Um, you know, it's probably a lot of the people who had one from way back in the day either don't have it anymore, but if they do, it's probably because they're a big video game fan still. Um, people who have NESs are generally people who collect games or, um, you know, are really tied to that console. But someone like myself, like I don't have my NES. I kept my Nintendo 64, which was my first console, and that was it. Um, so it was cool because it created a platform for players to be able to play old classic games on their console, their newer console. Um, some of these NES cartridges are also really expensive to buy used. Uh, so it's just a, a really easy way um, of having it through the virtual console. And so when Nintendo said that they weren't going to have a virtual console for Nintendo Switch, kind of bummed, obviously, a lot of people out. Bummed myself out. I was really uh, hoping I could finally jump on that wagon since I, I've missed out on the Wii U and everything. Um, so... I guess this is their way of addressing it, uh, just including these, you know, 20 games, but I'll take it. I mean, I'm essentially, for just 20 games, I'm paying, well, 20 US dollars, I'm paying a little bit more in Canadian, but I'm essentially paying a dollar for each one of these games for to play for the entire year, right? Um, my worry about this is that, kind of like Game Pass or Netflix, where they add new stuff, but they also remove stuff, old stuff, right? 
So like in a year, are these 20 games still going to be on here or how are they going to have removed four or five of them and replaced them with five different games? Um, you know, that might suck. It might be great if those five games that are replacing them are good, but it would suck to somebody if they lost one of the games that they, they constantly played on the Switch um, because it was removed that month or whatever. Um, so I guess we'll time will tell. I'm really excited. When Switch launches um, the online service, I'm going to buy it right away so I can play some of these old school games. And the, the fact that, you know, like I mentioned, that they have online and cooperative play integrated into these old classic games is really cool. I'd like to see, you know, some of these obviously already had multiplayer attached to them, like uh, Mario Brothers, um, Ice Hockey, you know, some of the sports games. Um, it'll be really cool to be able to play. I'm interested to see if some of the single player focus games are also going to be available to uh, play cooperatively and online. So that's really cool. Um, and then, uh, is there anything else? The other thing that I'll just quickly touch, I don't need to beat a dead horse, but uh, they didn't really announce any fix to their online voice chat. So right now, if you wanted to play online, unless you're playing Fortnite um, or some other games like that, if you wanted to play, let's say Splatoon 2 online, you need to download the Nintendo smartphone app and basically use online chat through that smartphone app. There's no way of plugging your headphones into your Switch controller, your Pro controller, or even if you plug them straight into this, the Switch, if you're playing portably, there's no way of you to have in-game voice chat. So uh, I haven't experienced it because I don't play a lot of online games on my Switch, but I've heard that the smartphone app is just horrendous and it's really frustrating to use. So a lot of people just use Discord or Skype to online chat if they're playing with their friends online. So it kind of sucks that I'm hoping that eventually they figure out a better solution to that because a lot of people are not uh, not really happy about that that platform to have online chat. So we'll see what happens, I guess. But uh, like I said, time will tell. I'm sure this online platform will change uh, from time to time. So we will see. Okay, that is basically the Nintendo Direct in a nutshell. I know I talked for, geez, almost like 50 minutes about it all, but uh, there's lots of content there and I'm really excited. There's some really good announcements. Um, so it got me really thinking of like, whenever there's a Direct announced, uh, it gets me thinking of like, okay, what would I really love to see announced at uh, a Nintendo Direct? And so if I'm like, if I could just have anything, like not be realistic at all, the biggest thing that I would really like to see come to Nintendo Switch is remasters of previous Zelda games. And so I think this is doable to some degree. Um, I think some of the classic games like uh, A Link to the Past and, uh, well, we and Zelda, the first Zelda, um, Zelda 2, those games could come through the Nintendo Switch online classic platform games. I mean, we're already getting the first Zelda game as I had just mentioned on uh, this service. So I think those games can be ported over, but um, I would like to see like an HD remaster of Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask, or just a port of like the 3DS versions uh, of those games onto Switch. Um, I have them for my 3DS, but it would be cool just to have them accessible on my Switch. Um, more likely, I would like to see 
Twilight Princess and Wind Waker who did get HD remasters on the Wii U just within the last couple years. Um, I think those could be easily ported to the Nintendo Switch. I never played Wind Waker um, and I really want to, but it's like I have a GameCube, but to buy a used copy of that is like 50, 60 bucks. And I know that's not a, a, a ton of money, but I mean, it's like, uh, it's an investment and, you know, um, I have to play it on my GameCube. I would love to be able to play that game on my Nintendo Switch. Uh, and same with Twilight Princess. And because they've been remastered recently, I think that's more plausible. I don't think we're going to get a remaster necessarily of Skyward Sword, uh, excuse me, Skyward Sword, just because that would be much more difficult uh, to get on the Switch. But that would be ideal if we could get some Zelda games on the Switch. Um, some other games I'd like to see on the Switch is more Mario sports games. So obviously we have Mario Tennis Aces on the Switch. What I would like to see is like a compilation of like Super Mario like sports mix where it has soccer, baseball, tennis, um, basketball, uh, those kinds of sport games that we have seen on previous Nintendo consoles, uh, just like a compilation of them. Never gonna happen. Um, if they made a tennis game and charged, you know, 80 Canadian dollars for the game, um, why would they charge 80 for a whole bunch of sports games when you could charge 80 bucks for basketball and soccer and baseball and be able to sell it just fine? Um, which sucks, but I mean, that would be really cool. I love the Mario sports games. Um, they, they're so fun. They're really fun to play with friends too. Um, so that would be a really cool series to that I would like to see come to Nintendo Switch. Um, those are the two big ones that come to mind. Um, but yeah, I I also wanted to take a, men, a point to mention, I, I talked about this at the top of the show, of why should you buy a Nintendo Switch? Um, so a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are... Some of you are multi-platform owners. You have an Xbox um, and a PS4, or uh, maybe you have a Switch and an Xbox. But I would say a majority of you are have one platform uh, that you play on, whether it's PlayStation 4 or Xbox. I think those are the primary ones. I have some people that play uh, PC games that listen to the podcast, but um, I don't have a lot of Switch uh, viewers. And here I am talking for an hour about everything that you can play uh, with on the Nintendo Direct there, but the Switch is definitely a console that you, if you're a gamer um, and are interested in, you should definitely consider uh, saving up or going and purchasing one if you have the finances available to you. Um, it's an it's a big investment. I mean, Nintendo Switch is not cheap. You got to pay for the console. Um, you're going to have to pay for this online service. You're going to have to pay for the games. Uh, if you live in Canada like I do, you're paying 80 bucks for a Zelda game and you're not going to see any price drops for you know those first party games anytime soon. So you're looking at a big chunk of money. But the thing is, is I'm really glad that I saved up some money and was finally able to buy it because the Switch is an incredible console. Like the fact that I can play all these you know, AAA games on my a portable machine and take it wherever I go. It's just, it blows my mind. Um, 
And like I was mentioning with like the Final Fantasy games that were announced, yeah, you could play those games on any other platform, but how many of those other platforms can you take with you on the go? Not very, if any, right? Um, so that's really cool. And if that's not your thing, I mean, you can dock it and you can play it on your TV and play it with your family and friends. Um, there's really cool mo uh, motion controls added to it. So you ha if you liked those party games, from the Wii era, you know, you can use the Joy-Cons like Wii remotes and use them like that. Um, if you're more of a pro-style gamer, you can, yeah, like I said, dock it, play it on your TV, use the Pro Controller to play some first-person shooter games. Um, it's very versatile, and uh, it's a console that supports multiple uh, multiple audiences, uh, young kids, as well as people like my, my age who like some more hardcore games, right? We're seeing Wolfenstein and Doom and Skyrim and more of those adult-focused uh, games on Switch. And it just changes how you play them. Um, so yeah, if you're on the fence about getting into Switch, I highly recommend that you, you honestly look at it. Um, this is also me reaching out to you guys to hopefully get a Switch because... I would really like to play Super Smash Brothers with you guys uh, once that game gets released. Um, Brian, I'm still I'm talking to you, man. You know it. Uh, so yeah, that uh, that's my little spiel on the Nintendo Switch. Those are two games that I would like to see come out on the Switch. But that could be a long time that I see those games. So uh, we'll just I'll keep with what I what I have available to me now. Um, I'm excited what is in the future for the Nintendo Switch. So now let's move on to the question of the week uh, to end the show off. Last week I asked you guys, what is a franchise that you have never experienced playing? Um, specifically a franchise that's really well known and very popular among the video game crowd. So Coleman Dean wrote an email in and said, um, for the question of the week, you said it in the podcast. So last week I had mentioned uh, Zelda being an example of that. Um, so yeah, he's never, he, I've had an NES, I've had a Nintendo 64, a GameCube, and Wii, but I've never played a Zelda. <sighs> Coleman, my man, jeez. Also, uh, um, so that's Coleman's uh, answer to that. Uh I, I'm a little hurt, Coleman, that you have never played a Zelda and you don't even have the excuse that you never had a platform to play it on. I mean, NES, you had two Zelda games. Nintendo 64, you had two Zelda games. GameCube, you had two Zelda games. Wii, you had two Zelda games, technically. You had Skyward and Twilight. Um, and you've never played a Zelda. Man, that just blows my mind. Um, personally, because... Obviously, Zelda Ocarina of Time was my very first game I ever played. Um, but it's also like a pretty, I think for the most part, anybody who like jumps into Zelda is going to like it. Um, it's a pretty easygoing game. It can be challenging. There's combat involved. Um, it has a cool setting. It's not really like super weird and has uh, some characters in it that people would maybe be turned off by. I think it's a, a game that most people could get on board with. So I'm surprised that uh, you never actually played it. Um, if you have any of those consoles available to you, I highly, highly recommend, um, like if you still have your Nintendo 64, yeah, definitely try and go back and try and find a cartridge of Ocarina of Time. It sucks because the thing is, 
with a lot of these games, um, because they're first party, um, they're pretty valuable still. I mean, I bought Twilight Princess for the GameCube uh, about two years ago for 80 bucks on eBay. That's like a brand new game today. Um, if you wanted to buy a cartridge of Majora's Mask for Nintendo 64, you're looking at probably a hundred bucks at least uh, for a cartridge for that. So um, if you still have those platforms and you're looking at maybe, I mean the Wii, you could definitely pick up Skyward Sword and and play that game. Um, yeah, I hope you, you get to somewhere along the line, experience a Zelda game for yourself um, and see what everyone's raving about. Um, it's my favorite, one of my favorite franchises of all time. I've never played Wind Waker and I've never played a couple of the older ones, but for the most part, I've played every Zelda game. Um, and I can easily say that it's definitely one of the best series I've ever played. Um, so my answer to this, uh, and to make this a two-way conversation, if you have any thoughts about my answer, make sure you write in and I'll highlight them next week at the end of the show. Uh, if you have any thoughts around this, but my series that I have never fully played is the Mass Effect series, um, which is crazy because it's developed by Bioware, who is based out or started here in Edmonton, where I live. And so obviously uh, there's that aspect of it, but it's also a really well received series. There's, it has a huge fan base. Um, but yeah, I've never played a Mass Effect series game. I have Mass Effect 1, 2, 3 backwards compatible available to me through EA access on they're actually installed on my console and my Xbox one, but I have not played them yet. And I even have mass effect Andromeda, which I, again, I, I don't know cause I'm not a fan, but I heard for the most part, uh, there was some backlash about that game. So, um, I like to experience it, but, uh, I'm not, I'm not super sold on it. I've watched it. I know kind of a bit about the game, but it, I'm not, I'm not crazy about it. Um, my nephew also wrote in, I forgot to mention that a series he's never played is Call of Duty. So that shows the generation gap uh, between us. He is very much into Fortnite, like a lot of kids right now. Um, rightfully so, it's a really big game, very popular and it's fun. Um, when I was growing up, well, I guess in like my pre-teens uh, to teenage years, um, Call of Duty was getting very, very, very popular. Um, franchise that in my eyes has kind of died out and I think a lot of people's eyes has died out um but yeah don't worry uh Eli you will get to experience Call of Duty at some point maybe when you're a little bit older we can show you uh what it's all about but yeah that's uh your guys's responses for last week's question of the week now this week's question of the week is kind of more podcast focused rather than um gaming really it's more related to a question to the show uh so my question is what are some future segments that you want me to do on the show what are some ideas um to kind of get some juices flowing i thought about doing uh kind of a, a whole show devoted to talking about the best of or the worst of i've done that on previous episodes but for example i wanted to do an episode highlighting like some of my favorite video game characters i wanted to do one focusing on the best video game weapons. Um, I do try to make this show devoted to video game news, but I wanted to just get your guys' thoughts and opinions on what you might want to hear on future episodes. Um, 
this isn't me calling out for help because I'm running out of ideas. It's more of just, I want to get that feedback from you guys and give you the kind of shows that you're wanting to listen to. Uh, so yeah, if you have a response for that, you can email me the email address gamesarefunpodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, as well as Instagram. Just search for Games Are Fun uh, podcast on those platforms. Of course, the podcast is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, CastBox, as well as Google Play. Whatever platform you're listening on, make sure you give a subscribe, like, share it, do all that jazz. It does go a long way. Um, I forgot to mention in housekeeping. So hopefully all those people that are still listening to the show catch this message. Um, I have a Discord server now that I'm using to interact with you guys for uh, related topics on my podcast as well as for my live streams on Twitch. So if you want to be a part of that or want to know more about that, make sure you contact me. You can head over to Facebook. I've posted the invite link so you can join my Discord server over there. But other than that, that is this week's episode. Uh, Thank you guys so much for coming in and listening to me talk about Nintendo stuff for over an hour. Um, We will talk to you guys next week uh, on another episode of Gaff. All right, take it easy, guys.